Hello, and welcome to the Just for Kicks podcast on Game Time CT. I am the boys soccer beat writer, Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by the girls soccer beat writer, Joe Morelli. Joe, how are you? It's tournament time. I'm always good at tournament time. Tournament time is awesome, isn't it? It is absolutely I mean, good. the conference tournaments are, like, getting in full gear. Next week at this time, we'll be talking about states. This is the best time of year uh, for me. I think it is for Joe, too, for in the fall, anyway. You know, This, if you're, listen, at least for me, after despite all the changes in our business this is the time i look forward to in, in each season because this is what you live i that's what i live for i cover the important games i me too i mean i love traveling the state and going to these right. games and the feel of it uh and we like it every season obviously you know spring winter and and fall but this is the first one of the year every year so the fall always gets everyone a little ramped up Right. Um, we actually have a ton of mailbag questions. We're going to get into the conference tournaments in a, in a few minutes, but we got a bunch of mailbag questions. So we're going to turn it over to Pete. He's going to read off some questions, and Joe and I will do the best we can to uh, to answer them. Pete, what do you got? Yeah. So this is our biggest week yet. We got a bunch of questions. Um, so thank you, to which everybody means for that a lot of people are listening. Exactly. I'm really thank excited you. about thank this. Thank you, to so everybody, for right, responding. And come respond to our links on Twitter. And yes, yada, exactly. Yada, yada. And uh, you really care about us. Yes. Thank you. You're making our lives so much easier. I think the soccer people just love that someone loves them. And I think I think they love waking up on Tuesday morning having you and Joe to listen to, especially I, Joe. I think people just love it. <laughs> the soothing sounds of Joe Morella. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really good when they get eliminated from the tournament. You'll have more time to do spend time listening to us. <laughs> right, of, when you're eliminated, you yes. listen multiple times. <laughs> Didn't you pick us and we lost in the first round? No. I actually had a kid from baseball come up to me and say that. So, all right, first mailbag question. Um, does making a does making a deep run into the conference tournament help or Is this hurt the gong you? Show? Yeah. <laughs> help. Does making a deep run in the conference tournament help or hurt you come state tournament? I think this really can really be any sport. I'll start. I, I don't think so. I I find at least in the case. Let's say I think St. Joe's girls won the FCAC last year, or did they not? Yes, they did. Okay, and they won the state tournament. Yeah. Ridgefield made the finals last year, right? Right. And they won double L. So, I I mean, just speaking from girls, sometimes it does work. Now, Fairfield Prep made the boys' soccer final SEC, lost first round. I, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason. I think if you're a hot team, like Hand Boys Soccer last year, you're a hot team. Now, the year before, Hand lost in the quarterfinals, and they won the state championship. They lost in the quarterfinals this year. So, we'll see. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason. Maybe Scott feels differently. I don't know if it's different maybe on the boys' side. I think that going through the SEC, FCAC tournament has proven to be kind of tough for these teams. And teams like Greenwich, Richfield that have won the FCACs, I mean, Greenwich Trumbull, haven't had the success in the States. And I don't know if that's just because you play three games against really strong opponents, really physical opponents. Yep. And if you look at the CCC, who's had a ton of success in the States, they don't play conference tournaments. Right. Look at this. 2017 Glastonbury, 16 Farmington, 15 Glastonbury, Avon, and Tolland, 14 Glaston and Avon, 13 Glastonbury and Avon. Uh, Richfield actually made the final that year. Uh, 2012 Farmington won double L. Norwalk did make the final out of out of uh, so rest, and, so and, and rest. you have to go back to 2011 when Avon lost in a final for a CCC team not to be in a final. They're all really good soccer Were programs. Were they in Triple C that? Back then, possibly, maybe they, you don't think that maybe they weren't in because I don't know. I don't remember when they moved to CCC. So, but they, but, but anyway, being, they don't have a tr- t- tournament either. They don't have a tournament, so that's what tr- I'm saying. Triple C, I'm saying. So, does that make them more, better prepared when they go into a tournament because they've had a few days off? 
they haven't been having a grind of a tournament. They haven't been playing pressure games that are in a tournament. They haven't been going to overtimes and shootouts. I, I mean, the results are here. I mean, the CCC yep. teams don't play in that tournament. They've done really well in the boys' state tournament lately. Maybe it's just a coincidence because those teams are the best teams anyway. But I think if you ask some FCAC teams, they would say that getting beat up in this FCAC tournament does not help you going into states. And I think your team gets a little bit worn down. I, I love the conference tournaments. I know you love the conference tournaments. But I wonder if schools are going to start looking at this as no, no. Okay. <laughs> I think. Listen, it, it's like SEC football. They don't have a conference. I mean, they the scheduling to get beat up, but but sometimes it, sometimes it can't be avoided. I I don't see the FCAC and the SEC dropping their tournaments. I don't see it either, and I th- I really love the conference tournaments, and I think the the schools take a lot of pride in winning those tournaments too. I mean. The kids, you've seen them in the SEC. I've seen them in the FCAC all this year and every year. They're going all out to win these things. If a, it was a full unison of coaches that said, we don't want to do it anymore, then maybe the ADs would vote against it. But I just can't – I mean, the CCC only happens in soccer. They have one for basketball. Do they, they don't have one for baseball either, right, in softball? I don't think so. So, no. And I've t- well, talked to so some many CCC sc- coaches who, like, won a soccer tournament, like, last really? year. Really? Yeah, he was. Uh, Their soccer tournament would be awesome. I mean, he, they he have nine one. teams. They they they, uh, they they feel like they have a lull between the end of the season and the start of the. They state have tournament. nine teams with three losses or fewer. I mean, that would be an awesome tournament with Farmington. I'm and curious how they would do, how they would seed that. There's so many schools. Exactly. You'd have to have divisions. Well, then that's what the ECC does. They have Division right. One, Division Two, and at the same time, now you're giving out two champions. Is it even worth it? If you have two, do you really have one? I like the way the ECC does it. <laughs> you when, do? when you have a huge conference, just to give those teams at the bottom something to I don't think the ECC does that because of the, the size of their conference. That's that's all I'll you say. You believe about in the ECC. everybody gives it out a trophy? I well, believe that. Not a trophy, we've though. seen it with the ECC with football, and they don't want to play the bigger schools. And there are schools that have dropped out of scheduling yes, with have. other sport with other schools because they lost by too much. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the ECC's got their own issues, uh, and I don't think they split up that way because of their size. But if the ECC teams are most likely not going to make deep runs in states, why not let them have these tournaments so these kids are playing? Oh, absolutely. But when they give out three championships, does it really mean anything? Well, I, I mean, it does to those kids. It does to those kids, I think. And, and I think it's if not, not to, if not to us, it's not everyone gets a trophy because the teams in Division Two have to go beat everyone to yeah. win that thing. You know, so is it is it prestigious? Should we be you know running big stories on it? Maybe not, but I think to those kids, it's really oh, of important. course to those yeah. kids it is. But it's the same conversation. Yeah, I, I think it, it relates a lot to the conversation we had last week about ties in state championships. Yeah, when you look back on it, like you said, do those kids? Those kids didn't feel like state champions then. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next question? That's a good one. That was a really good one. It's a nice video clip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one up, have you guys, you know, you guys have covered a lot of games, uh, some championships, some blowouts. You know, you guys have really been all over the place and over an extended period of time. Um, have you ever found yourself caught up in a game, whether, you know, because of a sto- uh, coach, a player, team, story, or the crowd was really good and you're kind of just sitting there like, wow, this is – Absolutely awesome. All the time. I mean, especially in state tournaments. I mean, I've been – I remember that Ridgefield-Wilton boys basketball final, FCAC final at Alumni Hall. That was amazing. Like, just a packed house, kids singing the anthem. I know a few years when I covered the Legion team after, you know, Chris Sabia passed away, and I was really caught up into that team and the emotion of everything. And 
I think it's inevitable if you're around a team or especially a special team that to not get somewhat caught up in that stuff, right, Joe? Yeah, I, I listen. I'm more, I'm, I do a lot more basketball than soccer, and I know this is a soccer podcast, but I mean, you cover Hill House, who's had the most state championships. You get caught up in the kids, and you're covering them all the time. Um, I mean, in handboy soccer, uh, you, you get to know the coaches and the players, and you cover them enough times. You, you feel, and when, before the advent of game time, CT, you you in the register area or in the state, you cover your teams as far as they go. And when your teams are out, you're done. If you, you'd like to go cover a state final with your team in it. And yeah. obviously, you don't have a rooting interest. You, you write the game straight. But obviously, you know the people on your side, and they're playing a team from out of your area. You have to find out about them. Now at game time, you, you, we're covering everybody, so we're at all these games. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you've been in the business, you and I have been in the business combined, what, over 30 years, Something 35. Like that. Yeah. And, and, and Pete too, and you when you cover the teams in your area, you get to know them, and you they report the games to you. They they consider you your own. Yeah, for the most part, even especially back in the day before the internet, Did that's you, how you establish yeah, relationships. I mean, I can't I can't talk about before before the internet, but like even being <laughs> up can. in Torrington, and you know you cover, Joe said you cover your team, and you go as far as right. your team takes you, and when you cover, I think my first job, I covered 11 schools. So like we, and they were all small schools. Right. You know, I always just, I always used to be like, Joe, like, what about this team? And Joe's like, come on, people, come on. Right. They're it's not, not, they're not the big boys. Right. But, but, but you for, get, for that area yeah. and for the Berkshire league, it's important. Yeah, it was awesome. And like you get caught and then when they go to Mohegan for basketball, you get to go to Mohegan. That's yeah, right. Fun. You know, and then usually the class S is like the seven o'clock in the morning game, so no one wants to be there anyway. I think this you're year, half asleep, but uh, <laughs> it's nine thirty. But that's uh, well, you got to drive from Torrington to Mohegan Sun. It takes well, forever. You're up, this you're year, up at six. I think this year in soccer too, with Trumbull's story with Sebi, and yes. he's going through. I think that's a great story to follow. Sure. I, I'm definitely invested in that, and you know. Not rooting for them, nothing against Dan Bray in the FCAC final, but Trumbull's a great story. That's yeah. right, and that's the final. thing. I mean, for us, it's I mean, it's this it's the really dumb journalistic, you know, sports reported thing to say, but we don't root for teams. You know, we root for stories, and, yeah. and the better stories. I root for the game. I root for the best tell. story to write because when you were yeah. the same yeah. team wins all the time, and no offense, I, I we've all covered. You root for a good, a different story sometimes, and it's nothing. And people take that as to mean you're against us and that's fine but sometimes you i root for the story yeah and it's kind of fun if a team's like well you don't like you know most people don't think we like their teams anyway exactly and we hit so, everybody yes that's right. what that's Bob, what scott used to say in, in our baseball podcast. bobby hall guy who used to work with he used to work at stanford africa a long time ago said back in the day they don't they hate the people from the newspaper for that reason because they think that you're the enemy yeah yeah until they need something yeah and then you're the greatest when you do the oh. story so roll, that's a simple yeah, roll fact. Punches. What's the next yeah. question? All What's right. that? Those are, those are two good questions. What did you say? I didn't hear what you say. Well, what you got to roll with the punches. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, here's the final question. And this I didn't one, hear what he said. Roll this with the punches. One, this one, I think, and I would love to to do this, um, but the person, the, the the listener wants to know, who wins in a foot race, Joe or Scott? Scott. <laughs> I let me tell you something. I, I'm going to tell the story. The year before I quit baseball in 1985, which is a long time ago. Ooh. Do we first of all do we have the name of the person who sent that no. in? No. I'm going to guess it's some coach. Oh, probably. Okay. I remember running the first base in practice, and I got thrown out. And the coach goes, "There's our track star." So, I, basically, I was never fast, and now that I'm putting on a few pounds, now I would um, say Scott. 
I'm I'm not a speedster this time, but when I was young, I I was pretty fast at, at baseball. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in. We're not gonna go do a video. We're so not I'm pulling gonna, a hamstring. I'm calling I'm any pulling a hamstring. any any soccer coach I would like to invite Joe and Scott to a practice to run the soccer field. No. Please reach out to the us. only Full thing team of trainers on the hand only hand. thing I would even think about be willing to do, and I'll say it on record someday is to since I played intramural soccer one year Ooh. goalie, I'd try to be a goalie. Ooh. Ooh, can I do a shootout? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I can kick. The Scott. problem is I would end up diving for balls, and I would be in absolute <laughs> agony. We're gonna have to get yeah. We're gonna have a full team of trainers there. Yeah. Well, first you gotta every remember, SEC trainer in the building. Eight years ago, I practiced with the Hill House Boys basketball team. There is a video of it. Oh, wow. oh, we're gonna have to find that. No, this. I mean, it's it's out there I somewhere. I practiced with the team, and like, I was an, I went to go to Coles then that day to buy a belt for whatever reason. I couldn't get out of the car. I was in <laughs> agony. I was walking in the store. I felt like I was 90. I am not even kidding. It's not. And it's that's, not I haven't played much basketball since. Oh, I, I'm man. a self-made player, and I suck. But point being is it, it's it's hard. And, but Scott would win a race. Yeah. I, I, would, I, not, I would not win the I race. I practice with a semi-pro football team once. Yeah, I don't want to race. That's on video, too. It's gross. I don't yeah. want to race. But I will do the shocker kick out at some point. I think we no, need no, a, I won't kick. I will try to be I think we need a. No, I, I think kick. we need a just-for-kicks Shootout. No, yeah. no, no, no. Scott I'm the goalie. Joe. I'll yeah, be the Scott goalie. versus Joe. Ten shots. Whoever makes, you know, five and five. Whoever gets five wins. Yeah, get him the gloves and the shirt. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I do that. Oh, sweet. Okay, we're going to totally. The net might have to be a little bit low. <laughs> yeah. Closer what, what, oh, what's the closest high school? Hamden? We're, we're not it. doing it this year. I'm saying possibly down the road, <laughs> maybe in the spring. Uh, Tom Dyer, please reach out. We are uh, I don't think Tom Dyer wants to. We're doing see oh. me in a soccer uniform when he's worried oh, about coaching oh, let's football. Oh, go let's go to the surf club. Hand. Hand soccer likes us. Beautiful. <laughs> no. Is well, one a- of the ECC, all the ECC teams have been reaching out to us because they love their field. So let's take a trip up. Let's go up yeah. to Lyman Memorial. We've already been to Plainfield. That would be a very long drive home. <laughs> grass field just for this. <laughs> yeah, just grass. Right. Uh, is there any more questions? No, thank you so much <laughs> for sending in questions. And uh, keep sending it. The, link, are, will be, the awesome. link will be in the podcast. Those are awesome questions. Best we've ever had. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Just for Kicks. We'll be back to talk about the conference tournaments in just a minute. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season and sign up for the Whistle newsletter to get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from Game Time CT. We are back on Just for Kicks. Uh, that was a fun mailbag. That was awesome. Uh, let's do. Yeah, I want to go run against you for a living. <laughs> That's real fun. And running in a race. And I'm sure they want to pay my workman's comp. For, we could do like a whole, lot of hamstring at 47 years old. Whole Olympics. Running, arm wrestling, bowling. Yeah. Bowling. Uh-huh. Send the bill to Hearst. Oh, curling. We got to do curling. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's take a look at these conference tournaments because we are in the middle of the conference tournaments. Uh, let's start with the girls. Uh, Joe, what's been happening on the girls' side? Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order, so no preferences here. In the Connecticut Technical Conference, you got Platt Tech is the number one seed. The, the semi start Thursday, and they were the co-champs last year, I believe, with Wyndham Tech. Wyndham Tech's the two seed. They play Bullet Havens, Platt Tech, Wilcox Tech. Final is Saturday at Cheney Tech at 6 o'clock. The ECC is in the semifinals. Division One, you have Plainfield, the number one seed versus Killingly, and Woodstock Academy versus NFA. Those are at Waterford tonight, Tuesday, 4.30 and 7 p.m. Uh, in Division Two semifinals at Montville tonight, 4:37. Montville plays in their home field first, I believe, against Lyman, Lyman Memorial. Montville's the top seed, and also Stonington, the second seed versus Torlot, is the late game. In the FCAC, 
Uh, Richfield knocked out the defending champion. St. Joe's two to one. I believe it was in overtime yesterday, and New Canaan got by Darien five nothing. So no you... one had that final coming. Richfield and New Canaan. No, I, I wouldn't believe so. No, I mean way. New Canaan's been hot. Richfield hadn't played as well as they have, but again, now see they're using the tournament to to get better, whereas during the regular regular season they kind of maybe a little bit shaky shaky for Richfield. So it's them at Fairfield Ward on Thursday at seven o'clock in the MVL. Uh, we have Watertown, the Topsy versus Woodland. Watertown's playing on their home field tonight at 7.15. And then the first game, you have Wolcott, the two-seed, versus Oxford. No, I'm sorry. I have Oxford. It's Holy Cross. It's Holy Cross in Wolcott. That's uh, 5 o'clock tonight in Watertown. In the SEC, game I'll be at tonight, number three, Amity coming to number two, Shelton. At 6.30, Shelton won the regular season matchup 3 to nothing in the rain. The weather will be nicer tonight. And Mercy will play at Xavier this afternoon at 4 o'clock against Lorton Hall, the four seed. Mercy, the top seed in the tournament. And the championship will be Thursday at West Haven at 530. Shoreline is really kind of up in the air right now. And if we still have a first-round game today between East Hampton and Portland, the win, I mean, because of weather. Because They're Portland's, really jamming these games in. Well, Portland is um, – field is just not playable. And they've had the final there. And then the, the last few years, I've been there. I enjoy it. It's a nice trip up over the bridge but the problem is their field won't be playable so right now we don't even know where the final is going to be or when right. for boys or girls um and you can get into that when you do your part that's of the it. drawback of the grass that we don't yeah, yeah and morgan is going to host the winner of east hampton portland i am assuming on halloween i don't know yet because i know cromwell the three seed is playing at north Brantford on the two the defending champion at 345 mm-hmm. on wednesday and i'm going to guess it's either Friday. It's either Friday or Saturday. Fridays is raining in the forecast, so who knows what's going to happen? Ah, so don't say it. Well, it's, there is. So I'm. Just, <laughs> it's not jinxing it. It just is. So I'm. I'm, I'm thinking the game would be Saturday. So uh, SWC um, semifinals are tonight. Number five Immaculate at number one Newtown, and number two Massac hosts number six Pomparog. Winners play Friday. They won't haven't determined that site yet. I'm sure the game site will be determined after tonight's semifinals, and that is all I have for the girls on to the boys. Yeah, I want to remind you all that stuff's on Game Time CT, yes. too. We've been keeping track of all the conference tournaments, so you don't have to like go around to 800 different sites and find the results and the pairings. They're all right there on Game Time CT for right. you to, to, to go yes. look at. Yes, I'm right. Uh, Joe and I are trying to keep everything updated every night. Uh, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes we don't get the results. Um, that's the one thing with the conference tournaments is nothing's posted through CIAC, so you have to track down. Sometimes. Sometimes on an individual schedules, you have to look. Yeah. And they it, it, look at where their game is. That's how I find out. You have to go through the individuals sometimes because if you don't have a website, yeah. you're kind of screwed. So I just want to say, CTC and um, Shoreline people, please send us your results. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time tracking it down every every night, but – I want your results in here. I, I, I well, love we, guys. I can tell you Wilcox Tech is I got hosting Wilcox. Class Tech. Yeah, I got I that. know that when that's like Wilcox Tech's got the big unbeaten streak, regular season streak. That's going to continue next year. I think it's well, I don't even yep. know what's up to 44. 50. Is it 44 now? Well, 44 in the regular season, yeah. Right. So That doesn't include all these other games. No, it does not. Uh, all right, so on the boys' side, uh, SEC tonight, I'm going to be at Shelton at prep at four, uh, and then Branford plays Xavier. Uh Four good teams left in that tournament. Um, yes. Everyone's kind of had, you know, Xavier prep circled, but well, Shelton know, knocked out the defending champs they in, did. In, in double overtime, and that's a pretty that's a good feather in their cap. And so. Shelton beat prep uh, like a week and a half yes, ago. Yes, the game you were at. Shelton's been playing really, really well. well um, they have Eric Laurent back, so that's a big deal. He's an excellent player, really, really good player. Right. 
Um, and but I, you know, I think Prep's really hungry for this. We'll see. We'll see what happens tonight. I'm not going to make any predictions. Uh, right. In the CTC, like we said, uh, Wilcox and Platt Tech are playing in one semi. I could not find the results for Goodwin Tech against Bullard Havens or Walcott against uh, Wyndham Tech. So if anyone has those, please send them in. I'm going to keep scouring the internet today for them. Uh, so that would be the other semifinal, the winners from those games. Uh, their final is Saturday at Cheney Tech. Uh, in the ECC, uh, they have two tournaments, obviously, with the Division One and Division Two. Uh, the Division II semis uh, have actually been moved. They were supposed to be at Lyman, but Lyman's field is too wet. So Wheeler and Wyndham are going to be at New London at 2, and Montville and Lyman Memorial will be playing at Waterford at 2 o'clock in their Division II. In Division One of ECC, uh, Ledyard uh, is going to be playing East Lyme uh, at New London after the Division II game, and Woodstock is going to be playing Stonington uh, at 7 p.m. at New London in the other semifinal in Division One of ECC. Uh, the FCAC, I saw the FCAC semis last night, two incredible games. Uh, Tiago Dos Reyes scored a goal with 45 seconds left uh, for Danbury to win that game uh, against Ludlow. And then Trumbull won on PKs against Staples, 3-1 um, to advance there. Trumbull we've obviously talked about with that great story. These were the two top of the teams, the top of the standings all season. It's fitting they're number one and number two, and they're playing Thursday for the championship at Norwalk High. Uh, the NVL tournament, uh, they have semifinals scheduled for today. Uh, St. Paul, number five, St. Paul is playing number one, Watertown at Crosby at five. And number three, Naugatuck is playing number two, Woodland at Crosby at 7.15-ish. It's hard to squeeze <laughs> those games in uh, two hours, but they try. Uh, the SWC, um, they had their semis last night. Uh, number one, Weston beat number four, Newtown. And number six, Barlow. We said this going into the tournament that Barlow was going to be a super dangerous low seed in this tournament because uh, of a couple losses. They're also going to be a dangerous team in, in the L bracket. They beat Brookfield in overtime 2-1. Weston versus Barlow, the classic matchup. Uh, Weston's had a lot of trouble beating Barlow. They beat him at, at Barlow this season in the regular season. Um, I'm not going to be able to be at that. I'll probably be at the FCAC, but that's an awesome game, Weston and Barlow Thursday night. Uh, the Shoreline Conference, uh, much as it is on the girls' side, is still kind of up in the air here because they haven't played uh, one of the quarterfinals yet. That's today, Cromwell and Haddam Killingworth. Yeah, it's been moved to today. Yep. Yeah, it's been moved to today. And then the winner of that will play Wednesday uh, at Valley Regional. Um, and then the other semi is today, Old Saybrook at Morgan. Uh, they're playing at the – For the third time. For the third time this year. Uh that should be an awesome game. It could be a final, but it's a semi. Right. Uh, that's it. That's it for the Shoreline Conference. We're going to take a quick break on Just for Kicks, and we will be right back. Every Monday evening, join us for the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. Sean Patrick Boley, Kyle Brennan, and Pete Paguaga bring you the latest and best in high school football coverage from across the state. You get an immediate reaction to the Game Time CT media poll on top of discussions that go deeper than just the games. It's the No Name High School Football Podcast, only on GameTimeCT.com. We are back. <laughs> uh, this is want to say, we're not going to talk about the polls of the top performers this week, but if you go on GameTimeCT, all that stuff is on there for the boys and for the girls. Uh, Joe and I usually post that stuff uh, either Sunday night or Monday morning. 
So that's always up there for you to go look at. Um, there won't be any notebooks moving forward, but we will have you know state tournament previews once the pairings come out. And the pairings come out Friday morning or around noon on Friday. Um, you can go look at the, st the standings now. We just want to like quickly just look at where everybody is in the state because you can kind of tell where everyone's going to be now, even though the official drawings aren't out. Um, on the boys' side, Xavier's the only undefeated team in double L. They're going to be the top seed. Uh, and then Hall, Prep, and South Windsor will be the top four seeds along with them. And then when you start looking down this list of teams, there are it is just loaded. And the girls' side, we've obviously talked about this in the past, how loaded the girls are. But the boys' side, I mean, you're going to have really low seeds that are really good teams like Newtown and Darien and Shelton, who's 10-5. and five. I mean, they're going to be low seeds. They're going to be on the road for the second round, definitely. Some of these teams will be on the road for the first round. I can't wait for this double L tournament. And then on the end in L, um, Wilcox Texan going as the number one seed. Uh, Weston Hand and Platt Tech will be the top seeds there. That's a division where low, I think a lot of lower seeds are going to bust through and, and win some games. Um, when we look at Class M on the boys' side, uh, Ellington is the only undefeated team. Or sorry, Watertown's also undefeated, but Ellington's the number one seed, uh, should be the number one seed. I don't think they have any more games. Uh, they could have one more game. Uh, Grammy Memorial and Stonington and Watertown round out the top four. Watertown's also 13-0-3. Uh, Lewis Mills took a loss to Litchfield. Shout out to Litchfield, who hadn't beaten Lewis Mills in a long time, uh, and knocked them out of the top spot there. Uh, and then in Class S, uh, Lyman Memorial is probably going to be the top seed with Litchfield, who we just talked about, uh, Somers and Morgan. Uh, the Class S tournament looks pretty fun, too. I don't know how much of that we'll get to see, but... We're going to talk about all these state tournaments next week. Next week will be a huge blowout state tournament preview show. Uh, but, Joe, what are you seeing on the girls' side as far as, you know, the, the top of the brackets? Uh, I've spent a lot of time probably each podcast talking about the FCAC. In class double L, be, because they beat up on each other, there's none among the top four seats. It'll be Glastonbury, Suffield, Southington, and Shelton. Suffield goes into today – this last regular season game still has not allowed a goal. Something you mentioned a few weeks ago. Crazy. And I'm, I mean, listen, we, I mean, people think we overlook Glastonbury Southfield. It's kind of hard to overlook them when they're one, two, and Sullington three, and Shelton four. So, and then he Staples five, six, and seven. Uh, Staples five, St. Joe's six, Ridgefield seven, Newtown eight, Amity nine. It's that top half of the bracket is certainly loaded. You get Wilton at 11, New Canaan 12, Trumbull. I mean, it, I, like I said, other than Glastonbury, Suffield, I'd be surprised if the NFC team didn't win. That's a lot of teams. So The one thing they have is if you're in the top four, you get those quarterfinals like we've talked about at home. home and if yes. you can save yourself a two-plus-hour bus ride to go play a game, that right. gives you a little bit of an advantage, No matter you know, even if you think those FCAC teams are better. Yeah, as of uh, Sunday night, I haven't at checked lately, uh, only 24 teams qualify now. They don't fill out the brackets as we've gone over. Right. You know, we discussed with Nelson last week. So, I mean, also receiving a bye. Yeah, is very beneficial. And Mercy and Tallinn and Warrington are your top three seeds, and and L would receive a buy along with a few others. Masic is in at six, and, and Augustuck's in that field as well. And Sacred Heart Academy, who we've not talked about this year, was uh, in the SEC tournament. It looks like they're the ten seed, so they're going to get a home game. So, again, and L is going to be interesting as well. And you got Hand, who was a semifinalist last year, a dangerous low seed at twelve, as well as Laurelton Hall in Class M. Lewis Mills is your top seed, undefeated and untied, followed by Grammy Memorial and Plainfield and, and Platt Tech at 4C, who we've talked about. And then Morgan, the top seed in the shoreline term, is the five 
in Class M, followed by Notre Dame of Fairfield, who went out in the quarterfinal round of the uh, SWC tournament. And in Class S, uh, your defending champion, Old Lyme, I believe, if I wrote it, my story was, uh, I don't know, it was a low seed. They're going to host an opening round game, so you can get the defending champions possibly on the road in the second round, which would be really interesting. And then, who's uh, Tiger Regional, Parrish Hill, Cromwell, your top three seeds, followed by the best team in the field, Immaculate, as the four seed. So it's going to be very interesting tournaments. And again, as Scott said, we're going to talk about it more next week in depth. All right, that is it for the Just for Kicks podcast for this week. For Joe, I'm Scott, and we will see you next week.